<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so I am hot off a fun yard, real-time convo. A neighbor chat. A neighbor chat. You know, I'm a Gen Xer, as we both are. We're both on the very tail end of... We're cuspy. We're cuspy. We're cuspy Gen X millennial-ish. And uh, I think my neighbor is for sure uh, like cusp of Gen Z millennial. Like okay. he's for sure little Gen Z. And um, they're great. They're deep friends of ours, what what have you. Uh, he, it's clear, has never worked in the service industry. And his brand new wife uh, worked in a tea shop and did some other things that you would be tipped for. And, and he was saying, he's like, oh, you know, my wife is very, very um, adamant about always tipping well. He's like, where I feel like someone really has to give outstanding. And I was just like, oh, um, I was like, well, this is cool that we're talking, you know, because I'm like, I've, I, you know, if you ever wanted to listen to our podcast, if you wanted to know more about me and many other people who do this, you know, for a long, long time as, as a living like that, that your tip, unfortunately, is part of the game. Like it is, it it's is part our, of the living wage. It's part of the living wage, and until we can get it completely overhauled, like hopefully we all learned about in the episode that just posted, right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. to Renee, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that it's unfortunately not an opt out unless you want to be a dick, right? <laughs> you know? I know. I don't know. You know, we were, we covered that article about how like Gen Z is not Gen tipping. Z are, I guess I just don't understand why all of a sudden it's like this thing where it's just like tipping's weird and dumb and I'm not going to do it. and like Right. And they think they're coming up with like a really cool opinion, but don't. Re- and they're like, yes, it is dumb and we wish we could change it. Yeah, However, help us still- change it. Right. Help us change it and don't stiff the servers. Yeah. And and I think we we crystallized it a little more to be like, yes, it is the. um you know the uh the 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 screen fatigue of for everything you purchase sure. someone's flipping a screen at you and you have to feel like a dick to go three screens extra to say like no I no. don't want to tip you for totally. the muffin you sold me <laughs> and I was like we are on your side there completely yeah right and yeah especially when so- they make you tip first before you can continue through anything you know right. what I mean it's just it's it's like I I get it but hey a learning hey. moment it's a good moment. moment. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And and yeah, so we we had a really good chat and um, I'm not naming names and I'm not shaming anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I I'm not naming that, names and not shaming games. Yep. Just, just come listen to the podcast. Come and, listen and to the podcast. Jo- join the um the conversation that is at going on 
four plus years deep. I think we are hitting a five year reunion soon and 200 episodes really soon. Is it five or four? I don't remember. We're past four. Oh, God damn. Isn't that crazy? Welcome to Cyborg Podcast, I guess, you guys. I'm I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. She's over there changing lives, guys. Well, I, I okay, so if it started No, we might be no, I think it's it would be four years completed. Two hundred Four, yeah, because I'm like, if it's 200 episodes, it's like 52 weeks a year. That would be like four yeah, completed but, years moving into our fifth year for sure. Right. But we mm-hmm. also took off like eight fucking months. Yeah. Well, no. We oh, just, right. Yeah. So we're going into our f- beginning of a fifth year. Does that make sense? We've yeah. completed yeah. four. We're starting a fifth year right with a big break and hitting almost 200 episodes which will hit on my birthday this oh, year oh that's isn't fun. that nice thank christ no, nice. no election year this year next year <laughs> different story so, yeah we're we're a we're a week behind because we're doing this top of show uh a, a week early but we are historically like okay they kicked the speaker of the house out whatever yeah cool no bigs everybody's like can't help you everybody's like whatever i'm not helping you you're a dick you like you love you love the insurrection you fuck face you got mccarthy (laughs) you got mccarthy motherfucker anyways he he literally was doing this crybaby speech where he's like i started a sandwich shop and i learned that when you work in a restaurant or a sandwich or a service shop he's like you're the last to he's like you're the first in you're the last to leave the last to receive your paycheck and i was like and so then you abandoned that opinion at about age 16 let me guess right anyways we are not a political podcast but we're not a political podcast but it's fun to watch isn't it it's fun to yeah be a voyeur of the insanity that is happening at all all times meltdown of our government oh boy um just some regular top of show stuff you guys you know, subscribe, like, rate, review, all that, all that. Uh, yeah. Thank you. We got such really nice. I know that we didn't get to say this in last week's episode, but we got some really uh, nice and cool feedback about our episode for uh, people who work, you know, basically with the food carts and all of the uh, street vendor awesome. stuff. So thanks. I mean, we're still waiting for notes. We're waiting to get our asses handed to us if we did it dirty, but we heard <laughs> We've heard nice things, so thank Good. you. We we enjoyed covering it, For and us. Um, yeah, we'd like yeah. some more. I agree. Well, let's just bop into some headlines, huh? Absolutely, get into let's this just, one. Let's just kill this me. one is amazing. Uh, this is from the New York Times. Uh, you know, so you know it's got to be good. So let's just start off by saying there is this steakhouse, uh, Miran Steakhouse, uh, which had a near perfect Google rating with 91 glowing reviews. People saying like best steak I ever had in New York City. You know, words can't explain how phenomenal it was. But basically, few diners have been lucky enough to land reservations at this steakhouse for like months and months and months. Like uh, they're just like, maybe we can get in. And so basically, at some point, there was a writer who was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Um, And it turns out this place is fake 
as hell. Okay. <laughs> this Mitterrands is an elaborate joke amongst friends uh, that somewhere along the way became like entirely too serious. So it's basically <laughs> the location was this four bedroom brownstone. It was a hacker house occupied by 1620 something year olds who were working in the tech industry who like slept in closets and bunk beds. And among them were was Miran uh, Gialli, Riley Waltz and Danielle Egan. And so um, <laughs> basically Miran would cook steaks for everybody like sirloins and like they thought they thought it was so good they're like ha wouldn't it be so funny if we just like made the google maps address like Miran's steakhouse like so funny right and then they put a few sacred they put a few fake reviews on there and then like a week after the listing like a couple walked into their apartment and they're like uh oh hey we're here for the steak I mean, and that is that is our internet culture right now. Yeah. Literally, yeah. like, we're like, we saw it on TikTok. We found it. Um, and they were like, no, no, you can't do this. And so they were like, in order to, like, keep people at bay, they created a waiting list. Right? So this mm. is just building the hype. It just builds the hype. And so by the time that this woman, uh, Anne Cadet, like, got a hold of them, who was a writer, was just like, yo, why can't I get in? Why can't anybody get in? Right. All these kids had like moved to the West Coast to like Silicon <laughs> Valley to like do their like real, Silico- you know, tech jobs I love that there. you called it Silicon Valley. <laughs> Silicon. Silicon. Uh-uh, to be fair. Silicon. Uh-uh. No, no, no. That's uh, where I live. That's where you live. I, we uh, live in Silicon Valley. Uh, so when this goes down, they're like, well, maybe we'll do some research and we'll put our money together and we'll like figure it out. So they went for and did two steakhouse dinners one at stk and one at ann sun and got like research down on like what it's like to work and like eat in a big steakhouse and can they run one and they decided to rent out an event space for one night only and contact i think they had like 600 people or something on they, their wait it, list something it was insane huge, like that it was in a, it, i think did they do like 900 covers out of like a 15 or 1600 person wait list or probably i don't know if they that. just did like select few out of like the cover of like the people on the wait list I can have, i yeah. be honest i'm out of my new york times clicks so i can't <laughs> oh, access the totally. article <laughs> yeah I, okay got it i paid for it so you know i, I try okay. and yeah whatever so they put this together and they were like, okay, well, we're totally going to put this shit together for one night. So, of course, they, like, get a bunch of volunteers to, like, help them who have, like, no cooking experience. They, like, are randomly aside prep work, you know, and they're just like, oh, do we sear and then season or season then sear? Um, and basically, like, the first guests arrive at 530. Uh, it's, like, people's parents who are coming in, um, you know, who had also spent all day long running to Target for these kids, like, getting supplies, um, yeah. And basically people are getting calls and being like, who hey, you can finally get in and like tonight's the night. Tonight's um, the night. And uh, they yeah, turned, there was like they- a fake proposal that they had happened in the restaurant. I mean, the place it's like if you've watched Tep Chef and it's like uh, the restaurant wars where they had to like do a pop up restaurant right before. Oh, yeah. It's giving me those feels with like candid camera, essentially. Candid camera, it's it's giving me a little bit of like the bear their first night trying to, you know, even though it was like the bear had actual chefs but it was like it was like low status chefs who were trying to you know right rise to the occasion of totally being, you know um a, a fine dining experience it also gives me vibes of my constant um sort of uh my version of living in fantasy world with my co-workers in new york city when i lived there is we 
threatened constantly to pull off this prank where we all like because everyone was in art department everyone made tv everyone did costume um and we were gonna we our goal was to descend on just another bar and do this all the time dressed (laughs) as the staff of a fake fictional restaurant we made up called mcshruggins and so we were gonna make (laughs) it was just a shitty midtown irish pub which we all hated all of them because that's where we work so we're like let's make up a fake one and we're all gonna be the staff of mcshruggins (laughs) And we're all going to be matching polos. They're going to be green. There's going to be shamrocks on them. Oh, yeah. There will be suspenders. And we were we appointed who was going to be like that. We we were going to be hanging out with dishwashers still in their outfits and bussers, managers. We were like appointing the whole costume experience. Oh, my God. We want and we never fucking did it. And it's one of my great regrets in life. I mean, but, look, maybe somebody else will do it. We, it's it's not too late. I know we're outing it <sighs> on this show, but I don't know. I still think it's an amazing idea. But thank I'm sure you. seeing something like this, you're just like, oh, thank God for the youth. And like, I get, you know, like I pulling this shit off is insane. Like also the uh, fact that they just went for it. You know, but they just they're just kind of like, whoa, whoa, this is this is things bigger than we ever expected it to be. Like, of course it is. Mm -hmm. Social media is a beast. Um, You know, I look at this is a small aside. We both follow an account called Kook Slams. Oh, my God. One of my favorite accounts of all time. It's just it's just it's like failed water sports. People like eating shit. Like and getting yes. severely injured, severely injured by the ocean. Yeah, and I mistakenly <laughs> weighed in. Oh, on a cook on a slam. slam. <laughs> um, did, you, did you get dragged? What I, happened? I have never had more hate thrown at me for more days in a row by ocean-loving bros. I, you know, I, I've i had a friend or two suggest that I just go and delete the comments so I can get my sanity and my privacy back. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> it's not like this is the thing is I was just like, I was just like, man, you know, this woman was getting absolutely, she was getting the simultaneous pulled out while being slammed by incoming waves. Pulled, okay. slammed, pulled, right. slammed. Right. And especially when you're on an incline, you know, uh, sort of beach, which I've been a part of, the the lifeguards come out and they're like, fuck, like you're going to get stuck. And they were like, no, this is a rip current, which is they told me when I was, I'm an experienced swimmer. I boogie board. I do not surf, but like I'm really comfortable in the ocean and had uh, lifeguards come after me back in July and be like, get the fuck, get the fuck out of there right now. Right. And then Manhattan Beach. Right. And they were like, that's a rip current, not a rip tide. And I was like, OK, I was like, did I just almost die? You know, but I was getting slammed and couldn't get out of like the cyclone, you know. Um, so this was like a video of a woman who was having a look, look, you're like been there, been there, been been slammed. I I tried to be like Ben Cook slammed, you know, clearly some of you haven't been caught in a rip shirt current, like shoveling the ocean with your asshole and it shows sort of thing. And we're going on probably like 4,000 comments at me. Um, oh, my oh, God. oh, telling me to die, learn my ocean terminology. What? You're a cunt. You shouldn't be in the ocean. You cunt. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> no, surf 
ocean people whose entire personality is the ocean. Right. Not good humans. Right. Not they're they totally. are be- you dated one for a while. <laughs> well, and that is also where so I've been that's why I won't I will not delete uh the comment because I want to collect all of the comments and do a response video when your entire personality is the ocean and your beach stupid and anyone in the ocean who's not you makes you angry and um so I like I have not taken a lot of offense to it. I've just been afraid to log on to social media for five days. But um <laughs> This is way better than me mispronouncing Sabah. Sith. <laughs> oh, oh, Sith. Oh, and Sith, which is like, okay. It's oh, a Sith. Scythe, scythe, yeah. scythe. Whatever. Okay. I don't fucking care. No, Come this is <laughs> two people came at you. I'm going on like 4,000 and counting. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Do not. Oh, oh Brooke. Oh, do not, Brooke. Do, do not fucking claim to have knowledge about waves when you don't have them, bitch. <laughs> Everyone was like, it's a shore break, you cunt. Everybody and looks and everybody <laughs> making those comments looks like all the bad guys or the Anthony Kiedis house in point break. <laughs> I've never I've never had so much heat on social media in 13 years being involved in it. And it's just all negative. Anyway. Slams. No poor, no poor reflection on kook slams is a but oh God. Whoa. Geez. Wow. Should we just move straight? Are we going to cover this second? <laughs> real quick, real quick. I think it's an important. Yes. Okay. We've got guys. It's been a hot minute, but we've got some signature rap chat coming at you. Oh God. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Okay. So all of you in the Pennsylvania area, <laughs> be aware. Um, this is a hot rat chat warning coming at you. If you are someone who owns any spices or seasonings from the Regal Foods brand, <laughs> watch Re- out. Regal Regal the name. So fancy. Regal. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Some aristocratic rat shit is in all of your spices. Um, huge recall. Uh, various seasonings. Uh, Pounds. Were, were Tons. Tons were absolutely contaminated with rat shit. Um, so watch out if you've had the Italian seasoning, oregano leaves, the regal taco seasoning, <laughs> the regal herbs and garlic, the regal fajita seasoning, the regal herbs de Provence, regal pasta herb, regal blackening season. Oh you are eating rat turds, my friend. Wow. That's, wow. that's wow. some hot rat chat. I mean, I was going to tell you right now that <laughs> over 1,500 pounds taco seasoning has been recalled. <laughs> You know, you know that people on the East Coast rely on taco seasoning to have an authentic Mexican dinner. You know, Look, there's been a lot of shit in a, like like Trader Joe's recalled a bunch of stuff recently. Did we talk about that? I can't remember, but there is like all sorts of there, Trader Joe's. Yeah, like it's 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 hard out there. It's hard out there. All right. All right. Well, thank well, you. I, I know. I ate up some time with my Kuslam's <laughs> nah, I don't care. Trauma. It was fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your trauma. <laughs> I feel better. I felt so alone until I talked to you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's hop straight into the server submitted oh, story. Just one. Oh, 
just one, but it's epic. All right. Okay, so here we go. This happened about two weeks ago at my restaurant right off the Venice Beach Boardwalk. It's a Thursday night around 10.40 p.m. Now, if no one knows, Venice Beach Boardwalk is... Uh, a kook slam uh, yeah. convention. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and mm-hmm. crazy people and men. It's a lot who, of banana hammocks on rollerblades. And, mm-hmm. Or like I watched a guy uh, riding a unicycle playing Bob Dylan songs with, you know, it's it, it just, it's crazy. So they go on. Our kitchen closes at 1030. We stopped drinking. We stopped serving drinks at 11. So we're all prepping to close. Few servers have been cut, but we are still wrapping up the side work. I've absorbed the bar section as well as my section on the floor where everyone else has already closed out. There are a few stragglers at the bar, a party of six in the dining room, and a group on the patio. Otherwise, the restaurant is pretty empty. This is incredible recall. Can I be? (laughs) Yeah. This is incredible recall. Okay. So a guy sits down at the bar next to a woman who had arrived a few minutes earlier. He's got a bit of an attitude about the wine options, and I can tell this woman is not excited to see him, but she does know him. They're having their conversation. I'm polishing glassware. Meanwhile, our busser is outside. An unhoused man walks up toward the restaurant. The busser, after exchanging a few words with him, tries to keep him out of the restaurant. Busser quickly comes inside, tries to shut and lock the door. This is standard practice. Unhoused folks are a part of life in Venice Beach and generally steer clear of operating businesses unless they want or need something. So as our busser is pushing the door closed, the unhoused man kicks it open and walks into the restaurant. Our manager and a few of the male servers stand in front of him to keep him from coming further in. The manager is speaking to him, trying to figure out what he wants and to get him to go back outside to continue the conversation when he screams, I'm bleeding. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. At which point the three people in front of him look down to see blood gushing from his upper thigh. Oh, jeez. Not good. That's not a good place to be cut. The man is bracing himself against the table, collapses to the floor while the manager calls 911. One of the servers grabs a bunch of linens and puts pressure on the man's wound. So once we know help is on the way, our manager starts going around asking people to leave and apologies, apologizing basically for the disruption to service. Sure, sure. Um, so people at the bar have had their backs to the commotion that that's been happening. So the dude with the attitude from earlier has no idea what just transpired behind him. The manager comes over. She politely asks him to leave and apologizes for doing so. He immediately starts arguing, saying things like, what time do you guys close? I still have 15 minutes. Are you really kicking me out right now? (laughs) So the woman he was with just up and bolted at the minute he starts arguing, right? She's like, nope. Okay, the manager responds, I'm sorry, but there's a man bleeding out behind you. You need to leave. He tried to drag me into this same argument again, and I told him, dude, I'm not going to argue with you. The guy finally left. There was another lovely older gentleman at the bar who left a hefty tip and apologized to us as he left. Oh, jeez. Right. Police show up within five to six minutes to assess the situation. Ambulance arrives about five minutes after that. The unhoused man was yelling and screaming the entire time the first responders were trying to help him. From what I gathered, he'd been stabbed while he was sleeping on the boardwalk and didn't see the perpetrator, which is so so shitty. They loaded him onto a stretcher and into the ambulance. Once they all left, it was just us, six front of house people, three back of house people, and a giant pool of blood. I was going to say, there's going to be blood everywhere. Everywhere to clean in up. Our, yeah, yeah. In our dining room. Oh God, she's like. So we got out 
all of the bleach we had in the house got to work cleaning up the blood and disinfecting every fucking inch of that restaurant. Once again, concrete floors come in real handy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, not, yeah not, not so porous when they're sealed with all the blood. It's wonderful. Thank God it's not a wooden floor. Okay. I think yeah. we went over that spot at least five times with bleach. Then we all drank a bottle of tequila together because, well... <laughs> Some amount of self-medication was necessary after that ordeal. But wait, but wait, there's more. The fucking fucktard with an attitude had the audacity to leave a bad review. I wish I could link to it for you guys, but it may have been taken down after our owner responded, which I'm guessing was not kind. Oh, I would certainly hope not. Uh, (laughs) I think this is just oh, great story, by the way. Amazing story. Also leading into our topic of the day. But anyways, totally leading into our topic of the day. Also, like this fuck bag at the bar. Like, it's just this like, I can't believe it. You're so blatantly blind to everything. Like, this is a narcissistic behavior. This is me 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 and like oh my god and i think it just like goes to show it just it just gives me like 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 societal like class system gap feels like so hard like yeah well a feel of like could you get him back on the street to bleed out please i need a chardonnay you know <laughs> where it's just like what i guess like, if all you have a chardonnay i would never already want well, you right. know Right, he didn't like the wine list to begin with. He's no. like, oh, if I have to drink this swill, but can you get that screaming, bleeding man out of my vicinity? It's like, I am just probably because we both have nurse mothers and mm-hmm. we are quote unquote people pleasers uh-huh. and service industry folks. All I want to do is immediately spring into action and be of help if yes. I can be of help or if what people need me to do is leave, that's what I fucking do. That's what I do, too. I'll be like, yep, you're you right. I should be here. Okay. There's plenty of else Bye. going on. You guys seem to have the situation under control. I'm just going to throw $100 bills at you as I leave. Bye. I'm not throwing $100 bills at the moment. When I'm wealthy enough to do that, I will. But, right. But yes, but just at least right. tipping appropriately <laughs> and being oh, like. Oh, I'm not, I don't mean suggesting. I mean, like, that's what I wish I get. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, yes. Oh, no, I know. I totally get it. But yes, if if you're like, if the best <laughs> thing is for. $100 bills. Right. If the best thing is for me to get the fuck out, because that would help you guys. Bye. 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 See indeed. ya. Ooh, well, epic story that no one will ever forget Again, who's a part of that. Yep, Melissa, who just just keeps, I mean, sorry, she's the MVP for the entire month of September, just chumming the waters with amazing stories and ideas. <laughs> and uh, thank you. We've, thank you. We've parceled them out. Um, if you want to be like Melissa, send your story to cyberpod at gmail.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, let's jump into this topic of the day. So they were talking about health inspections (laughs) and health inspectors and the whole gamut, how it goes. The Are you scared of them? Are you cool with them? Like, I think we're all led to believe that it's like a, I did something wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. Like the, the health inspector is here. So like, let's just do the rundown. And you know, what's a health inspector, Brooke? It's a public, uh, public, public health inspectors are front of line members of government health departments who monitor businesses and public facilities to enforce local and state health regulations. As compliance officers who have the authority, they have the authority to issue fines and suspend business licenses and they play a key role in protecting the public from many common health threats right and this this comes down especially and obviously like understandably hard on anyone who is trying to serve you food Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. also known as like environmental inspectors mm -hmm. these days now too because they're you know they're they're protecting the environment they're protecting you know us from foodborne illness from all sorts of garbage out there so in restaurants Health inspectors make unannounced visits to restaurants to enforce regulations to protect the public, like I said, from foodborne illnesses. They check hygiene of workers and the cleanliness of kitchens, pans, utensils, food prep surfaces that can lead to cross-contamination if not cleaned properly. They make sure food is labeled correctly and refrigerated and cooked at proper temperatures. Um, They also check waste disposal methods and ventilations and water systems. So if violations are found... Businesses are cited, fined, or given time to correct the problem before a follow-up inspection. Right. So if, yeah, yeah. So we all we we I mean, this is pretty cut and dry, you know. <laughs> we've all been subject to the mm-hmm. drop-in. Oh, the dreaded drop-in. We've been you know? there. And if you are working in an above-board business, you it sh- this should not be a huge problem, right? This should be right. like small. You should be slips. like, welcome to my clean as fuck restaurant. Like, right. Have fun, you know. And I, and I do think this is a um, basically it is an incarnation of the last few decades of being like, we expect this and also stop giving everyone diarrhea, please. Yeah. And sort of thing. And where I do think um, what we're seeing more is corporate restaurants. Right. This is just my little injection into you know where everything was like a mom and pop or just a little you know unknown restaurant in your in your neighborhood in your city in your town that you grew up in the minute that i think corporate chains became the lay of the land Mm -hmm. and because corporations don't want to pay extra money or get sued or get bad press i i really do think the health inspector became um the bigger um, boogeyman than ever before sure. because of what they kind of put, you know, on the playing field. Totally. I mean, I do think it's a, you know, and it, it's just a job. It's just something they have to do. I did find out that uh, health inspectors are part of the Teamsters Union, which I think is pretty Yeah, badass. like Local like, 99 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a lot of hard work. I also found out there's this really good L.A. Times article I wrote, like kind of like the day of a life of a health inspector. And this woman who like she worked at a bakery for a long time and she decided to become a health inspector because like one came into her business and like she knew the bakery was closing and she she was like, maybe this is my second career. And so she takes really good pride and wants she wants people to do a good job. You know, like she's like hand in she's chatty and like having a nice time with the kitchen. And there is, you know, a place in Burbank here in, you know, L.A. where um, like the owner got like 97 out of 100 and the owner was like, oh, I want 100. Ah! And they're like kind of laughing with each other. So it's like, you know, if you want to do a good job, great. You know, it, it's just an interesting career. And health inspectors are grossly understaffed right now. Grossly understaffed. Yeah, where it's that- like it used to be before COVID, it was like you'd get on average three visits a year in your restaurant. And now there's barely enough health inspectors to do one inspection a year in these restaurants. There is, there is a shortage and like, we weren't going to go into the fact that not only are they not covering brick and mortars, they're definitely not covering street vendors. Yeah. That's a whole different matter. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so the thing is, like, I, I kind of think of the way you run your restaurant. If you mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about mm-hmm. impressing a health inspector, this comes down to how you were raised um, in many ways. Like if mommy, you know, picked everything up and cleaned everything for you and then you decided to open a restaurant <laughs> and you don't know how to fucking take your underwear off the goddamn bathroom floor and put it in. the ba- Like the, it, it really does. Like cleanliness is a personality trait. And personalities are obviously all across the spectrum Mm -hmm. in terms of restaurant owning and managing. And absolutely. Well, I mean, culinary school, I think the first like two months of culinary school, I mean, I'm probably wrong. I think it's all about cleanliness and like sanitation. That's like the first thing you learn, you know? Right. So before we get into, unfortunately, the serve safe uh, scandal, which I don't know if you saw that I I did. Yeah. So let's talk about what would be the norm when the health inspector comes to pay a visit to you. Okay. Just like just like Krampus. Um <laughs> All right. So food storage, all right? Your f- actual food, things that people eat needs to be 6 inches off the ground. Mm-hmm. Chemicals and food are not next to each other jumbled together with lids and uncovered and so on and you know yeah. you know there's a got- Walmart that I've been to which I don't go very often but there's there's an aisle I only went there to get a spray pan I couldn't get anywhere else there's an aisle where it's like all the Mexican food on one side of the aisle and all the bleach and the like cleaning on products it's- on the other side on the same aisle and I was like this can't be fucking okay like, but that's what? also that's also how I feel when I decided like to just stop shopping at Target for everything because when you're putting you're like fucking you're like ah look at this cute dress I'm gonna wear to a wedding on a conveyor belt that has a gallon of milk on it I just I know I know whatever it's a whole different thing but whatever (laughs) anyway anyway anyways but um food it needs to especially dry goods needs to be in a clean dry location not close to contamination and my favorite is first in, first out. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I love 
FIFO. I, I employ that in my own rotations, if you will. Yeah. Rotations in my own refrigerator Uh because I have a, I have a boyfriend who, um, doesn't keep track of how many potatoes he buys. So we have, we apply, we apply FIFO, FIFO to the potatoes. Totally. I get it. It's always something with some household. You know what I mean? It's like, there's always an abundant. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, All right, so, so next we got yeah. yeah. So next we have freezer and refrigerator maintenance. So uh, thermometer is easily visible and displays the correct temperature. Sure, great. Um, food is stored at least we said six inches off the ground in the walk-in coolers. Yeah, but it's, it means like if it's out in the main area and the walk-in coolers. Oh so yeah, the always same, have the to same be yeah, always applies. has to be in the elevated on the shelves. Uh, refrigerators and freezers are clean, obviously, um, and all food items are correctly labeled and dated. All right. So they also make sure that frozen food is thawed properly in a refrigerator or underneath some running water. They're checking to see the staff is using gloves, that they're cleaning their hands or cleaning their utensils constantly when handling food. And they come to see that the food is heated to the correct temperature to remove bacteria before being placed in the hot holding area. Ooh. <laughs> uh, as for sanitation, they make sure the washing station is organized into three sections for washing, rinsing, and sanitizing. Yes. Uh, that equipment is clean uh, to sight and touch. That utensils are covered to protect them from dust and contaminants when stored. Um, and then the water temperature is heated to the correct temperature for sanitizing. Yeah, you want that hot water for the dishes, bitch. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And real quickly, some other points, which we kind of know, you know, like basically the, the garbage area, you know, basically have lids on your garbage. Um, empty your humongous recycling <laughs> and garbage bins uh-huh. when they are uh-huh. overflowing. Uh, try and keep the cockroaches and rats away if you can. Yeah, you got to get those little things, the little things they can crawl in and out of that hang up yeah. by the dumpsters that poison them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then as employees, what? Oh, employees, uh, employees got to wear hairnets and male employees have to cover facial hair. Eating and smoking are limited, limited to designated areas away from the food prep areas. Tell that to any server. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Employees wash their hands on the regs using proper hand washing techniques and employees wear clean clothes and proper closed toed shoes. The That's club, also funny. The, the sabos. The sabos. The, the sabos. Sabos. <laughs> You suppose or you goes. Them's the rules of the restaurant. Suppose or goes. Um, granted, Andrea and I do remember uh, for sure a year when we both waited tables and flip flops. Uh-huh. Uh, Everything's bad dog fine. Tavern. I was like, everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. Never behind the bar. Just it's during patio season. I don't know who patio we season. thought we were. Also, I don't know who we think we are. Like waiting tables and like shitty, like non-supportive flip flops. Like I think that's why that summer. I that's I mean that's plantar fasciitis on my part for sure. That's your that's your summer of plantar. Fasciitis. That's my plantar that summer. <laughs> Stuck me, yeah, stayed with me for a handful of years. That was your Timothy Chalamet call me by my planter's fasciitis. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, except um, for instead of a peach, it was a nectarine. Oh, boy. Um, but, you know, I I do think it is like, how do you respond? Like you said, like when when the boogeyman shows up and the, the I think the answer is like, just be cool, baby. <laughs> I think I think in like, you know, like Lady Gaga terms, poker face, baby. Yeah. You know, I think you just, just kind of it's like when a critic shows up, kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just start quietly shitting your pants, but do not show facial, you know, mm-hmm. facial tells that you are shitting your pants, which because that would also be a health code violation. Totally. Um, You would not pass. 
<laughs> the inspection. Um, some be beautiful and brilliant things we've seen are servers sending tickets to back of house uh, that are Just often be like they're here. <laughs> <Health> inspector <laughs> in the house. They've also sent ones like cops are here. So any uh, you know, anyone got to be would... a secret code words. I'm sure that restaurants have too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think cops are here is enough to where most of the back of house would probably scatter like cockroaches mm. uh, themselves. But, <laughs> you know, Gross. but right off the bat, I would say if you are in doubt and you're working in a restaurant, um, you know, and you're unsure, first thing you do is a server or back of house. Pull your hair back if yeah, you got, pull that hair got back, baby. You know, just do do just do something a little bit mm -hmm. immediately. Move your uh where's your drink? You better move yes. it away from the throw food. it out. Throw it make out. Make sure or there's a lid on you make sure there's a lid on that drink. Lid, lid or dish pit immediately or garbage. Literally, just throw it in the garbage if you are unsure. Um Yeah, get rid of it for sure. So yeah, we we were we were going off on the sabots, the sabots, wear your your, your closed toed shoes, and mm -hmm, we basically mm -hmm. um worked a whole summer wearing fucking flip flops, and <laughs> that was our bad. No one cared, but that was our personal bad. It was it was pretty bad. Um, so. You know, what's interesting is um, there's letter grades. I mean, I think there's letter grades everywhere. It's New York has letter grades too, right? Of Everywhere. Everyone. Everywhere. Everyone. Yes. It's like, like it's, uh, I think like LA has only been doing it since like the 90s, according to that article. But you can A, B, a C, or you're close. That's it. There's no D. There's no F. Like it's an A. Right, B, right. You're not even allowed allowed to fail or almost fail, which is, you know, who who hasn't who among us hasn't received a D um, <laughs> on their report card and right? still made a comeback. Totally. But, um, you know. Essentially, yeah. I mean, this letter grade system, from what the research I found, and again, there's so much information out there. Um especially in California, the letter grades were posted in restaurants in San Diego County since around 1947. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically an A means the restaurant has minimal to no food safety rule violations, which is mm -hmm. your, your buddy you were talking about who was, you know, yeah, you can get a, a 97 and you can still be an A. You know, you mean I think you can be in like an in a 90 or above and still be an A. I'm pretty oh, sure. Brian's absolutely. like thumbs up. Brian knows everything. Yeah. He, he managed like a restaurant why, and why mm -hmm. why is Brian not the guest? Today? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Brian's always the guest. He's just the silent guest, you know. <laughs> Um, so a B means the restaurant has had minor food safety rule violations that need to be corrected. So you, you mm -hmm. could, that can be posted in your window. You're mm -hmm. given, uh, like, you know, basically a faithful, like get it together period. And then you can go back to an A, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, the C grade is a little, you know, timeout. And listen, I'm an adventurous eater. Um, <laughs> from time to time. But if you see a C grade in a restaurant window, it means that the restaurant is facing numerous food safety rule violations that could put it at a risk of closure. So uh, when they started doing the grading system here in L.A., like Jonathan Gold, who we know is like one of the greatest food critics of all time, especially here in L.A., he's very beloved because this is where he practiced his craft, um, gave a bunch of shit to the city and was just like, you know, this is going to really mess with businesses that do 
uh, cooking like in old school method ways, like right, right. duck or like salami. And then eventually he got on board and he was like, yeah, I'll still eat at a C rated restaurant, but my, my gastrointestinal system is not very happy with it. So he quickly was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's because, like, listen, I understand where there can be the cross-section of racism, of not understanding how cultures prepare Mm -hmm. their food if Mm -hmm. we're forcing it through an American lens, but then also different cultures um, develop different gut bacteria of what your stomach can handle if you grew up and lived in India your whole life or vice versa, and that's not... Um, a wild statement to say. It's just like you are introduced to the the gut and uh, right. it's bacteria public biomes. health and safety, and yeah, exactly. And you know, obviously, if you get C, you know, or lower than that, you're going to shut down. You have to have running water. That's a big thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I really, really hope that somewhere I eat has running water. <laughs> You know, but here's the top list of things that you can get in trouble for. Uh, food debris is one. Even if there's like uh, the roof fryer has a little like bit of debris and grease on mm-hmm. it, you'll get pinged for that. Um, uh, uh, rogue employee coffee cups or drinks, which we talked about. You got to be careful. You got to keep lids on things like um, vermin droppings is is up here on the top, which yep, no that, surprise there. <laughs> that'll get you. That'll get you. And I don't mean to be like. Like you just have to be so on top of it because even in my own house, which I feel is a pretty, you know, tightly run shit most of the time. Isn't it so disappointing when you open up a drawer or something and you're like, yeah, that's either roach or vermin droppings. And I had no idea. And it it happens to the best of us. It sure does happen to the best of us. Yeah, unfortunately, as as clean and delightful as we keep our places, we're all only just human beings. And you know what I heard recently? Fucking roaches can come in through Amazon boxes. So like open your shit outside because they'll like they'll just like climb on into a box and then all of a sudden they're in your house. Well, that was <laughs> OK. In today's kill me news, um, <laughs> probably bed bugs, too. Uh, yeah, Bedbugs Paris is going crazy with the bedbugs right now. Holy shit. First Vegas, then Paris. Ironically, there's a Paris in Vegas. <laughs> I was Christ. like, damn, Paris, this is some old school. This is some Dufon shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like- some Sabon shit. <laughs> This is like the fever took me, Um, you know? Uh, Yeah, they're going to take. Yeah, yeah. They're about to cut off some heads. I mean, that. yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad stuff. Mm. Um, But my, you know, my top, I would say my favorite of why you get in trouble. No dedicated bucket for your ice scoop. (laughs) You almost made that into the hit of the fall. No dedicated bucket for your ice scoop. (laughs) No dedicated bucket for your ice scoop. No dedicated, dedicated bucket for your ice scoop. scoop. Yeah, I there like that was a situation which you could be the cleanest motherfucking restaurant, mm-hmm. have all your shit together, and mm-hmm. if that scoop was Mm-mm. just chilling in some ice without a home yeah. of its own, yep, you just gotta like yeah, you just you, you screw like latch it onto the outside of the of the ice machine. That's how it works. You can't go digging around for that fucker. And yeah, God forbid. God forbid. Uh, <laughs> but should we pop into some uh, disgusting gross out stories? Yes, of course. Okay. 
we like to this is like a pre you know it is october so i feel like this is our kitchen nightmare you know edition um this is oh early early spooky season offering you know okay this is this first story this is not <laughs> the first time i have heard something like this okay and like i was even pre-reading these and i was like jesus christ so this inspector says that they were in a popular buffet chain uh, and they couldn't find the roaches. Apparently there is like roaches there. I looked everywhere. I called my buddy who was a pest control officer and he came in and he grabbed a large shot back and said, move fast. He lifted off the back of the soft serve ice cream machine and they poured out like a waterfall all over the floor. We got them all cleaned up. Ugh, soft serve ice cream machines all leak and typically they're not cleaned well. Uh so basically it's hot, it's wet, it's dark, and it's a perfect place for infestation. I read this other fucking story on Reddit that a woman was like, there's black stuff in my soft serve. And she thought it was like something like a like a part of the machine had like eaten away and gotten corroded. And it was the fact that there was roaches in there. And they were getting ground up by the saucer machine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I did not have the heart to include the article that was like the top 25 items that fast food workers at just McDonald's oh, alone don't clean say yeah. or to just say, like, don't eat this. I know because we know how much the the machines or the surfaces or you know are just not uh, I lo- I love soft serve too. I I do. Yeah, that love, was that was but now like I'm kind of like I think I'm just like nah. nope, it was in the top 5 of like do do, do never not, do never get anything out of that. God I mean if it's machine. not roaches, it's going to be like slime mold. Black mold. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay, this next one. While inspecting the fridge, I noticed they had cat food in there. I was preparing to talk to the owner about not feeding strays, but instead she began talking about how she got a good deal on a pallet and no one could tell the difference. Yeah, she was using the tuna in the tuna melt sandwich, and that place was known for their tuna melts. I mean, I love some fishy fish. Oh, Oh, boy, oh, boy. This has got a real Snowpiercer theme to like. I mean, everyone get ready for the next apocalypse. You won't be, you won't be cringing so hard when that happens. But, ooh. Ooh. Okay. So I went back. And this is all from, wait, what is this? What is this? This is from, uh, called littlethings.com. Do you want to take number three? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So number three is like, I went out back into the corner of the prep area and got disoriented because one of the walls was, oh, I'm going to die. Waving like a flag. I got closer and realized there were actually just thousands upon thousands of fruit flies crawling over each other. No, that probably wasn't it. I bet they were maggots because there was something dead. That's what maggots do. That's what my father, a retired police officer who walked into multiple dead bodies, he has seen where you walk in and you see the body on the floor and it looks like they're moving, but it's the maggots moving like waves. Oh, God. well, there was there's another one on here that says, like, this person sounded fat maggots in the espresso machine because the owners left milk out overnight and then used listen, it in the drinks the next day. Listen, we didn't at my I'm not going to name many of you know where I've worked many, many times over the years. <laughs> but um, 
our espresso machine was the cock. It was the cockroach spa palace. They mm-hmm. love to stay warm, steamy, steamy, and proliferate. And not, we, we personally were just like, I will never have a coffee from this machine again. But served it to everyone else, and that. <laughs> Get little cabanas. They paid for like cabanas for the day. Oh God, that's that's some that's some self care living for those roaches, huh? For sure. Um, this place says that they shut down a place, uh, this Chinese place, three times in many and in as many. Uh, sorry, Brian. They shut down a Chinese place three times in as many years. Uh, you know so. They used to leave frozen raw meat in sinks full of water all night to thaw, and then mice and rats would chew on them overnight. And in the morning, they would just cut off the chewed bits. <laughs> oh, insanity! Like, I mean, yeah, like it's one thing. I, I don't know. Like, I worked somewhere with some like funky shit. Like, I remember cleaning out like the you know any bar refrigerators are like disgusting, right? You have to like clean them on the regs. There's funky weird shit, but like. Never, never have I seen anything like this go down. Like this one, this one is going to kill me. Okay, number five in this article from littlethings.com. This place in northern Georgia, it was a big fancy looking restaurant, kind of secluded near the outskirts of a small town. And so, so the customer was eating his food and his sausage has a bite taken out of it. They complained to the health department and it ended up turning out the place was reusing left on customers' plates. Well, that's just good sausage. You can't let that go. You don't let that go to waste. I, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't try and give it his family meal first, you know, because. I know, right? Like cut off the end and like throw it. I know. I know. We're usually, we're usually the recipients of. Uh, oh, I guarantee this place didn't feed their staff. <gasps> okay. And this guys, guys, the, the ice machine is another suspect. Here we go. Oh, mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> Okay, nine times out of 10, an ice machine has an active and pretty impressive slime mold in it. So just stick your head up in there, stick your head in and look up. It's what it says. I mean, true. You can't just like burn all that ice off. Some of them are humongous, like huge ice machines. And it's like, unless, you know, it's almost like the restaurant's uh, idea is like, well, we'll leave it up to the manufacturer versus like this needs to be side work or we put the bus boy up to it to go up there with like a fucking blowtorch and burn it out. And like, it is like, also keep in mind when you're at your fucking hotels going down to fill your ice bucket, so on and so forth. We're just all drinking slime. Just... Uh Slime, I know. slime, slime, baby. I know. I know. This one says that someone found a piece of gum in their guacamole. Shut it down. Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, God. This, and this one kills me. I can't tell you how many times I've seen cooks walk out of the bathroom with their gloves and aprons still on. That makes my blood boil. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I really feel like we shouldn't read anymore. This is, I mean, and you just see stuff like, I've seen it all, you know, but over like a long trajectory of a career. Yeah. Um, Never one place that was like so deeply offensive or what have you. But but I I would tell you my, my latest gripe, which we've talked about, is just because of the COVID scares, like people keeping their gloves on for oh, horrific. 
fake sanitation purposes. Sanitation. It's and like the outside isn't sanitated. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a lot. It's yeah, a I lot. feel like bars get away with looking horrific more than restaurants. Like I can't tell you how many bar bathrooms I've been into where it looks like there's like a Goonies tunnel, you know, just like broken in the side of the wall and you can see the pipes and you're like, we're going to get the money to save the goondocks. Like, you know, so So, this bar that I used to perform at for 10 years in New York City was called Cabin, spelled with a K. I've been there. Yes. You came with me one time? Yes, I did. So the woman, the women's bathroom was already one of maybe New York City's most notorious, terrible Lower East Side, you know, it, or it was yeah. the, sorry, it was um, not Lower East Side, but it was, uh, I can't. But it's like train spotting, like level. Well, it's right, it's, it's right by the F train. and Got it. Um, Got it. What is wrong with me? I can't. I Anyways, I'm going there in a few days. I'll get my New York brain back in my head. But anyways, uh, ran along a train line, like, second avenue and the toilet started to become a portal into like being able to almost see into like the fucking subway tunnel (laughs) like it just kept chipping away to a point where you you're like i might be taking a pee onto some poor commuter's head at this point like it it deteriorated to a point and then you're sitting here going like yes bars do not have the same rules and one time, when especially because you couldn't keep the door shut either when you're like, I really have to pee and I'm doing a set in a few minutes. And then I was having cockroaches crawl out of it while I was simultaneously peeing into what just then became a broken off post into like a hole in the floor. Like the toilet was just gone. The entire toilet disappeared. Have you done end. your set yet? Or like, are you I done was for a, the night? No, I was about to. And you're, you know, when you just like, and it wasn't a dump. I didn't do a dump. I'm just saying like, it was like. Oh, I thought you had the place wasn't a dump. Oh, <laughs> like, no, the place I wasn't was a dump. dump. I didn't take one. <laughs> I didn't take one. The place was a dump. And I hadn't been there in a bit. And I was just like, wow, the whole toilet's now gone. And now like, I'm just pissing into a literal weird like septic <laughs> hole in the ground <laughs> it was nuts man man and man. then i went and got some drinks you know and uh went on my merry way there you go there you go jesus well before we leave you let's let's chat real quick then about maybe, uh maybe we'll just open like like we'll just like crack open the lid on this and when mm-hmm. we know more we can go in but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so basically when you have to go through um your health inspection uh basically your protocol to pass health inspection the National Restaurant Association mm-hmm. the less bad of the NRAs mm-hmm. has an online course called ServeSafe which sure. is very very normalized for anyone who wants to work in this business to take these courses. Yeah. It's just like having to take your sexual harassment course. It's like (laughs) necessary to like work wherever you work. Like, you know, same thing. Right. So, uh, the fucked up thing though. Oh shit. Where did that go? Um, we just found out again. Thank you, Melissa, Melissa, who just keeps being like our little candle in the wind out here um has just informed us uh because we're a little bit out of the loop i haven't had to take a serve safe you know course in forever no if if ever um but basically uh serve safe is 
a fucking arm of the National Restaurant Association, which then forces anyone who wants to work in a restaurant to take these courses on their own goddamn dime. And the money that the servers pay then goes back into the National Restaurant Association's pocket to lobby against you having your tipped minimum increased. Wow. So there's like Whoa. crazy. Brian's crazy just like, uh-huh. Thumbs yeah, up. I know. Brian's like, I know all this. Yeah. I feel like we talked, did we really cover something like this? Like that was like LA or California was doing like a serve safe thing, but that was like no, a very specific COVID thing, like COVID compliant thing that they were like restaurants had to pay for, which was bullshit. Like, but this is fucking crazy. This is crazy. And not many people are hip to it. Not many people, I just said they're hip to it, but anyways, um, but servers and anyone in this, you know, and, and the thing is, because they've become such a monopoly in this area, uh, that there's no other protocol or course you can take that somehow makes you above board that you're like, I know how to handle food and vice versa. So it's, uh, it's kind of dominating the market and yeah, basically using your own money to exploit yourself in the that's- end. I mean, I feel like that's just a lot of, that's just a lot of America in general, like really. Um, right. Was- right. But basically I think, I think that basically they started to get really evil when the lobbying to raise the minimum wage to seven twenty-five, dollars and 25 cents in 2007 mm-hmm. began. The reports say that the NRA, the, the less bad one, um, began an aggressive effort to offload both the training and costs onto employees instead. Um, That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So we just wanted to kind of take the lid off that. We'll we'll look into it further. I want to, yeah, I want to break down more costs. I'm already kind of like gently scanning to see what costs are, but I feel like this should just be built in. Like, shouldn't server training just right. like be a tax write off to like for and, any and business at the same the, time? Like, no, yeah, it's public health. Yeah, the, it should just be. The point is whether or not it's fifteen dollars out of my pocket wanting to be a server that adds up over the backs of all of us exploited workers. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and like, yeah, we might laugh off $15, but when you're like, no, but this is their plan. And we're sitting here watching everyone strike and go back against all these crazy corporations. Like we're a 16 million person deep workforce and mm-hmm. $15 per person. Time is that? It. It's like- That's insanity. And the rotation you. of like how many servers. That's insanity. Wow. So great work. Good. God. Well, on that note, (laughs) this is a much longer episode than I even anticipated it would ever be. Uh, Plus, we're having so much fun. So, yes. As always. Well, you guys, shit. Health violations, health code shit. Yeah. Well, shit. You know, shit. Shit can be in your food. Shit. You know, just in general, shit could be on your fingers, then get on a sandwich. Just yeah, whatever, you Wipe, know, let's... wash your hands many times during your shift, as we all know. Uh, good lord, if you have server submitted stories about any of this, I'm sure there's major gross out stories out there. Come major on. gross out stories. And if you don't have that, which I'm sure you do, but also please, spooky season is open. Did you work in a haunted restaurant? Huh? Was there a murder that happened in your restaurant? We'd like to hear all about it here at Sidework Podcast. Sidework at gmail.com. Oh man. All right. Well, let's let's end this, baby. Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. 
Godspeed. Good tips, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.